Hello, everyone. Happy Friday and happy season four recap special. Throw it over to Nick. <laughs> it tastes like turtles. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lollipop, lollipop. That's a that's a great reference and one that uh, maybe our our listeners are not used to. Yeah, and why is that? Because that's a King of the Hill reference. That is one of my favorite Bobby Hill lines of all time. And you'd be like, wait, what? What? Why are we talking King of the Hill? Why are we making a King of the Hill reference? Well, that reference specifically will be uh, referenced in the episode of King of the Hill that we are going to watch and and talk about uh, in this episode here. For our season four recap, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Talk about one of our favorite shows that uh, is kind of connected to The Simpsons, and you think we should sure, should yeah. do that in like every every season recap? Maybe we'll pick a show that it's either the the, the humor is kind of the same and it kind of branches out into this umbrella of like Simpsons stuff. Want to do that? I bid for I bid next time we do a episode of Undergrad. I see. I, or, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm down. Yeah, because I've never if seen. If we that. do get Mr. Williams though, at some point prior to that though. Maybe we should do one before. But if we don't get Mr. Williams uh, on the pod, then yeah, we could do that. Then we'll do End it season five. Yeah, because yeah. you're always hyping it up, so I'm excited to actually check that out. So uh, I don't know if it's going to... Anyways, yeah, we'll see. We'll get, we'll, we'll see we'll get there like when the time... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get to some undergrads. We're going to do some King of the Hill. Uh, you and I, uh, massive King of the Hill fans, so we thought this would be uh, kind of fun to do. And uh, we picked a specific episode it's it's not like the the pilot episode or anything like that we picked a specific no, no. episode that uh we both remember quite vividly so uh we'll see if this one uh, holds up as well then after that we'll do what we usually do on a season recap we'll talk our awards uh we have some i think our biggest challenge anyways when it comes to actually picking the awards is this one because there are so many good gags, and I'm very curious to see how... Because we've been pretty alike so far, right? Yeah, although last season we had a couple differences. Yeah, we more did. More so than season one and two. Uh, but yeah, there's more gags this season, absolutely. Or like more good quality episodes. Indeed, yeah. So there's a lot to pick from, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what, what you think as well, if you're listening uh, along right now and uh, what what your picks are going to be. So get at us at Simpsons underscore EBE on your choices for yeah. the awards. If you've been following us the entire season, by the way, thanks. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, Shane's right. We just uh, recently, at the time of this recording, uh, surpassed 14,000 plays um, from all across the world. It's awesome to connect with you know our friends across the pond in the UK, our friends uh, in the US, we still haven't actually, I don't think we've actually talked to anybody from Singapore, right? A lot of listeners in Singapore. Um, mm-hmm. Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah, they love The Simpsons down in Australia. Uh, wherever you are on this planet, thank you very much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed season four. We hope you stick with us through season five. And I uh, hope you like this one because this is going to be a little fun doing um, some King of the Hill. So let's talk a, just a quick sec about King of the Hill before we get into this episode. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do like the whole rating stuff like that. We're just going to sure, talk sure, a little yeah. bit about it. Um, what is it about King of the Hill? Because it is a, it's it's a slightly different kind of brand of humor. Um, it's not as sure. zany and out there. It's I guess more structured. It's more uh, it, it's more structured in reality than most other. Oh, definitely, shows. definitely, yeah. Is it is it some of the dry humor that? Because I think that's what it is for me: the dry humors and the fleshing out of the characters for me, I think is what really did it. But even as a kid, like Bill, I loved Bill. I loved Bill. I loved Bobby's weirdo-ness. I love Hank, like how he just, he's just the straight edge guy, like nothing. He doesn't really get anything. He doesn't get sarcasm. He's not really funny, which makes it funny. Um, how Peggy's so annoying that like, that's, you know, her shtick and her, her big feet and stuff like that. There are so many little things about each character that you can make great episodes about. And I think that appealed to me even as a kid. What about yourself? Every character is very deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the storylines, especially like the first four seasons, I feel like are absolute gold. Um, admittedly, I never finished it. It, uh, it, never really, it never really got a real good ending, a kind of a half-assed ending. It's coming back, I think, sometime at the end of 2023 or 20, into 2024, which will be cool. Um, yeah, the last 10 episodes I have not watched. The last scene, I remember, it's a very weird episode, but I remember the last scene. I think it's like Bobby's a meat judge or something like that. Like He, he goes and judges <laughs> okay. like cuts of beef. 
uh, and then it ends with like a big barbecue and you find out what Boomhauer does for a job and stuff like that and uh it's it is it is kind of a nice ending um the last couple of seasons sucked this is one of those rare shows that the earlier seasons like one two three are probably the best in the entire series which is really rare that a show like hits it like that right off the bat and has just classic after classic after classic episode right well you know mike judge is a genius he is yeah yeah uh, that is true. And then um, yeah. to link it to The Simpsons is the, the factor in uh, of Greg Daniels because that man mm. worked on The Simpsons and then he worked on um, King of the Hill and then he was basically the guy who brought The Office to life. Uh, so like the, <laughs> One of our other favorite shows. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to The Office probably in a recap. Maybe we'll do that in season six or season seven and pick an Office episode or something. But like talk about your genius when it comes to creating humor and that guy three very different shows but yet they're all threads that kind of bring them together uh, and you can hit on humor for every single one so absolute genius as well in uh, in greg daniels and so we picked for um the episode that we're going to watch we did uh we're going to do two days at the condo and uh it's a season two episode and there are like i said there are so many good episodes right in those first two seasons and uh this like even Khan. Khan's a secondary character, Hank's neighbor in the series, and he is fantastic. What he, the element that he brings, how he's like this stuck-up, you know, slightly wealthier guy, but he's kind of an ass, mm-hmm. but he still thinks he's above yeah. everybody, and he he doesn't like the hillbilly Texas lifestyle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and then oh, we're just gonna have to to I guess get into the characters as the episode goes on, and and what our favorites are about them. So, should we just jump right into it? Should we just we get into this one? Yeah, why not? All right, here we go. Three. The condo coming up next. All right, here we go. I had been getting the episode wrong. I kept calling it two days of the condo. It's actually three. So when you listen back, you're going to hear this. You're going to hear three. Oh. And Shane's going <laughs> to yeah. splice that in. And that's why I've been saying that's why the three sounds. Sorry, right. let's, uh, let, let's, let's get another clean three from you. I think I might over talk. Yeah, here so. we go. Three. Mr. Black. Okay, perfect. Look. Okay, I, had, I grew up with a East Asian neighbor who actually loved karaoke and we could hear him sing every morning but we actually liked it <laughs> yeah like if Khan did that to me and was singing hey mickey uh in the, in the cold open like they did here that'd be that'd be hilarious also uh shout out to the refreshments the guys who do the theme song for king of the hill this is one of the best theme songs in the history of television oh that's great i never skip everyone it. knows what this is never yeah. yep created by mike judge and greg daniels and it doesn't really change that much throughout the seasons no does it? No, There's it some little adjustments like cowbell and yeehaws and stuff like that, but it's pretty much the same oh, thing. Man, you didn't have to bring cookies. Hearing about all of your little Connie's academic achievements is all the treats that we need. Like, I can picture these being real people, and some of them, you know, were based off real people, right? Like, Boomhauer was based off of um, the guy who, for those who've never watched this show, Boomhauer's the guy who talks really fast. Boomhauer yes. was based off of a deranged hillbilly who actually called Mike Judge to complain about Beavis and Butthead years before this came out and so he based so the best things come from real life right that's where a lot of this comes you know from. what that's how we're going to end the episode that's going to be our 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 ending like not song or whatever you want yeah, to say That'll, yes let's use the real call from that boomhauer guy yeah it's one of the funniest things you'll ever hear in your life because it's real and that's how the character of boomhauer came to be the guy came to complain and he thinks the show's called porky's butthole for some reason but yeah <laughs> See, are they going to be able to do that when the show comes back? Like, Khan calls him a cracker and a hillbilly and stuff. Like, are they going to be able to do that still? Uh, I know you didn't watch Clone High, but there is no Gandhi in the reboot or uh, the the new continuation of the show. That's right. So, so the, yeah. it, it is very possible that due to our current climate, these jokes won't happen. Which is a Which shame. would be a sad. Yeah. yeah. I love how they keep breaking the tacos. I don't know why that was a funny joke. I love that as a kid. Oh, the tacos always break. You know, the secret is to wrap the taco in a tortilla. Like a little mini one. So if it breaks, you still have like something to hold on to. A Taco Bell, they call it a taco supreme. Right. 
This is the first time I think they, the family here go to Mexico. So if you've never really, actually, I guess if you've never watched this show, um, you know, King of the Hill, you, you have the straight up dad in Hank, his wife Peggy, who thinks she's really smart, but is really stupid. Um, their weirdo son, Bobby, and their real ditzy niece, Luann. And then yeah. his three best friends. So you have all right there. You have some great characters. But then his three best buddies, the chain smoking conspiracy theorist, Gun mm-hmm. Dale, ladies man. Yep, Boomhauer, who talks like a real yeah, Boomhauer's yeah. hillbilly from East Texas. <laughs> Sorry, I just I had to listen to his voice. Yeah, and then just oh man, depressing. Dale is just really yeah loser Bill. Dale is just that guy that's on your street who's single, older, has got no kids, no pets. No, Bill, and he's Bill, is, like, Bill is, not Dale. Oh, sorry, sorry, Bill, Bill, Bill. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone has one of those. <laughs> Everything's very relatable on this show. <laughs> we are talking over a little bit of kind of the general story that's happening. So Hank and like the, the Hills and the Cons are going on a vacation sharing this condo. Um, and Bill and Dale are pretty jealous, you know. they Bill, like his life revolves around Hank. I feel like we're not we're not gonna do this enough justice because there's so much. It's a good episode. Yeah. Like the f- there's a new Mexico. Sorry, I just that's in my mind. I don't know why. Oh. I know they're not going to New Mexico, but it's good, Mr. Burns reference. Um. Yeah, Hank is a straight shooter. Follows the rules. Yeah. Well, millions of people come to America in search of a better life, and. We've decided we don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Very relatable to today. No, Bobby. Con applied the legal way. Sometimes the system fails us. That's great. Oh, and Con just sewers him here. <laughs> hey, check out this dangerous character. Ooh, ooh, watch out. You think he's running guns? <laughs> what a grease move. Oh, man. He was joking. Tell him you were joking, Con. Jeez, that was good. Have you ever been pulled over at the border? I did once. Uh, okay, so I've actually never been to the states. You've never been to the or US? Mexico. You never left nope. Canada. I I went. I left Canada to go to Cuba. Oh yeah, that was about it. I haven't. I have. I am not cultured. That's basically the U.S. Same thing. <laughs> This condo is plenty me, Todd, but only one floor. What are you trying to pull? Old bait and switch? Me, Todd. Me, Todd means half. Just downstairs, not upstairs. I went to Mexico in mm. How was it? That was awesome. It was great. A stair resort, and it was great food, and sitting by the ocean on the west side of Mexico. And then all of the little Mexican children are, like, morbidly obese, though. I don't get it. That's one of my biggest takeaways. No, they're like playing outside and everything, but they're just overweight. Like extremely overweight. Like all they do is eat just like straight Twinkies. Hmm, well fed. And then you go all outside right. of like the resort area and it's just like, oh, this is a third world country. I, I should yeah, not take my there's life. There's a lot of, lot of robbing going on, especially with Canadian tourists that leave the resort. See, I didn't really get this when I was a kid of what's going on is that like... Yeah. <laughs> I love the way the con talks. He's, just, he's a terrible person. He re- he really is. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that little WD forty can't fix. Like how, that he brought it in the bathroom stuff. We're off to the paper mache district. We gotta sneak off on our own, Bobby. Mom, can Connie and I go play volleyball? Well, all right. Just make sure to apply plenty of sunscreen, honey. We are much closer to the sun here than in Texas. <laughs> just um, wow. Stupid thing to say, okay. not really. I guess Peggy. Oh, sorry. This is one of the best scenes ever. This is that Hank takes out his oh, mini WD forty to open up his bigger <laughs> WD forty to open up the door. Uh, love it. How did they come up with that? Because that, that is was genius. such a good joke. Such a good joke. That's probably the best. One of the best things of this episode. That's what my mind went to immediately when when you said we were, that you wanted to do this episode. I was like, yeah, the WD forty. Yeah, episode? that's what yeah. immediately you said that.
Then yeah, firecrackers. Yeah, that's always um, It's weird when you go down to Mexico, though, and, like, everything, it looks like it costs a lot of money, but it doesn't. Because, like, you'll go uh, to go get, like, a two bottles of Pepsi. I remember seeing Pepsi was advertised everywhere in their little convenience stores. And it's, like, two bottles of Pepsi for 99 pesos. But, like, 99 pesos is nothing. Yeah, it was kind of like that in Cuba as well. Not obviously pesos, but uh, <laughs> everything was fairly, fairly cheap. Like, yeah. Monsignor Martinez is essentially their itchy and scratchy, like the the absolute nonsense cutaways. Why can't you find your own bar? I had the same coupon book as you. I just want a beer. This is free country, isn't it? Huh? Oh no, no, I don't want. I don't think I saw a mariachi band. No, look, if you want to make money, play for that guy. He's rich. Mucho dinero. <laughs> Uh, I love how the subtitle is this speaking Spanish. Yeah. But yeah, Peggy Hill is a pretty average intelligence besides her boggle skills. Yeah, that's her like thing. How about that trash can over there? Let's blow that up. If this were a cherry bomb, I'd say yes. But this is La Bamba. I remember we were talking about what episode we were talking about? Krusty gets canceled or something? Maybe Margin Chains? And like there, we talking about. I wonder how many Americans, um, since that episode we recorded, have been got their arms exploded. I'm gonna say a couple dozen. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of memes before uh, the Fourth of July that you know tomorrow someone's gonna go to sleep tonight and not know they're gonna not have a hand tomorrow. I used to think this was a really cool idea when I was a kid, like they're gonna blow up the statue. But like, imagine how much that would suck for the store owner. Yeah, you don't really take into account that those things are actually kind of expensive. Those things you see outside of stores, they're not cheap to make, those statue things. <laughs> that was good. I love fireworks. Yeah. I can't stand them. Uh, well, I have a dog, so I... I like fireworks, and then I don't. If I'm setting them off, perfect. If someone else is, I hate them. What is it? Is paper this paper mache pears? Is this actually a thing? I have no idea. You've been to Mexico, not me. We didn't really go into the like the villages and stuff that much because like you're right. Right, you, you stay at the resort because you, really you didn't want to get stabbed. Yeah. 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 And this is Peggy's stupidity. She doesn't even realize that she could possibly be a drug mule. I didn't get this when I was a kid, but now I... It's like, oh my god, Peggy, you're so dumb. Yeah, she's very dumb. And this is this is so much of a different style of humor. Like, they're not trying to hit you over the head with jokes or be outrageous or anything. Like, Well, there will be some moments of outrageous coming up later, but like, it's a real different style of humor. Hank? Hank Hill? He's got all this stuff. I love how Dale's always wearing jeans. They're all wearing jeans no matter what. Like they just don't wear Yeah, shorts. no one, uh, they don't care about comfort. Yeah. I think it's a dud. Yeah. Let's give him 15 more minutes. <laughs> That's a great visual. Farmer's tan, Dale's standing with the little kids. Hey, oh yeah. I don't know you. Are you a guest? I'm staying with the hills in five B. Five B? Upstairs? Damn turistas, you try to rip me off? It'll be the last time you. Somebody missed his siesta. <laughs> I forgot that it's Dale. He's never reason. not smoking. Always smoking. It's like Julian and Trailer Park Boys with a drink. We'll have to do a Trailer Park Boys episode. At some point, too. And, sure, and, that would be a completely new experience for me. Yeah. And it's, it's always sunny. Beach volleyball. Volleyball is really fun. Bobby, come here. Honey, do you think I'm naive? No. Am I just a fool who believes whatever I'm told? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's good writing. Anything in this package. Anything. I am so 
Tuxedo. Oh. Hmm. He has to kill ten turtles to fill one little jar. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that line. Oh, that's great. They know I tried to blow up one of their monuments. No, no, they think I'm a makeup smuggler. And now we get some outrageous. Peggy tries to flush the thing down the toilet. Which is uh, so dumb. Oh man, that was my favorite line when I was a kid. I love that. It tastes like turtles. Eating the makeup. A pair? Come on out here, everyone. Come on. Get out here. We have nothing to hide. <laughs> you will pay the Congo manager eight thousand pesos. Which is nothing. Stupid Dale. Yeah. Look, let's just pay the money and go home. Well, my money not fluid. Take weeks to raise funds. You pay, I owe you. I can't cover it. If I could just get back to Arlen, I could have him garnish my wages. I wonder how much. How much is ten thousand pesos? It's not a lot. We won't have any trouble driving right through that checkpoint. They'll just wave us through, pretty as you please. Really? Well, thank you, me, because we're Angloid. You, they'll haul out and give the third. <laughs> and uh, that is actually pretty true. 10,000. Okay, take a guess. How much is that in U.S. dollars? Take a guess. Um, it can't be a thousand. It's got to be way less than a thousand, right? It's under a thousand, um, yeah. Eh, 400. 593 bucks. So it's, it's nothing. Okay. Yeah, that... They don't have... All right, wow. They're living paycheck to paycheck if they don't have that. Yeah, they're on vacation, <laughs> especially Hank and Con. How do they not have 500 pay, like that much? Yeah, when you go on vacation, you want to have some, like, fun money, right? Yeah. And not to say you have to have, like, $600 in fun money, but each of them should have at least, like, a couple hundred, and then and they could like, pull that together. This came out in 19... <laughs> This came out in 1998, too, so it's not like there wouldn't be machines around that you couldn't pay for. If I know my Mexican legal system, which I do, we'll get about 15 years with a starvation diet of moldy bread and warm water. Distilled water? We'll have to get our colleague Zoel on here. He has a lovely Mexico story. Of course he does. Our, our, Zoel is basically, who would you compare him to uh, for like a TV character? Is there anyone to compare? Oh, a character in King of the Hill? Just in general. Oh, he would be, um... He might be like Kramer. Gosh. Oh, sure, okay. I didn't really watch Seinfeld. Uh, I love how Dale just <laughs> immediately cracks. He's got stories for days anyways, but yeah. <laughs> I love all of this around the car, yeah. Oh I love how they just now they don't have a and vehicle. Leave yeah. Con's car there, yeah. Or wait, whose car is that? Because it's not Hank's. Uh, it's not Dale's. It's a rental. Hmm. Maybe. Why you want to call that nut for? Border right there. Millions of people cross over every day. We can't do no big deal. Illegally? No. America is my country, and I love her. I wouldn't enter her in any way that's unnatural. <laughs> good. The INS had their cameras trained on us. The border guards think we're smugglers. I'm too pretty to go to jail. has got great nonsense. Ah, uh, this is great. Uh, excuse me, uh, what did it cost you to rent those mopeds? Uh... Actually, we own these, but we are looking to... That's Mike Judge doing that voice. Well, Mike Judge does most, a lot of the voices, but... That's yeah. like that's like him doing the weird manager in Office Space, the, the guy who uh, works at the restaurant. <laughs> that's a great misdirect, but, like, that yeah. only makes sense if they left the keys in it. Doesn't, uh... Doesn't he get sunburned? Dale? Yeah. No, he, this, he would, this anyways. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, Dale, you look really cool. For your next trick, why don't I kick your ass? Get on the back, Con Dale. You're lucky, Pierre. 
And I like how not only does Dale always have a cigarette going, he's got his hat on too because he doesn't like the fact that he's bald. Yeah. This was before the Great Wall. Does that wall exist now? Did they end up getting that built? Well, technically there always was a wall. It just but, like, wasn't... there's a new wall, isn't there? Yeah. I don't think it's finished. But, yeah. Dale's got the wall does exist. <laughs> and it's uh, it's not hard to climb. <laughs> nice. He's got cigarettes taped to his skin. That's his valuables he puts over his head to cross the river. Amazing. He needs that constant nicotine feed. Of course you can't. That's kind of racist, but also funny, I guess. But yeah, I don't think he, I don't think it's meant to be a race thing. I think he's just like, oh, it's another thing that I got to help Con with. Well, he has been a terrible person this whole episode. Yeah. Are you good friend, Hank? In friendship based on a truth. I broke in a top condo on purpose, and I'm sorry. What? Damn you, Con! This whole thing is your fault. Also, why is Khan even swimming? They can clearly walk. Yeah. I thought you said you couldn't swim. Yeah, I think that <sighs> What an ass he is. He's the worst person. Yeah. <laughs> this river is filthy. Look at this underwear floating around. Uh, Hank, a little help. If see, uh, that's a great joke. <laughs> but if Hank didn't know that was Dale's underpants, why would you pick up random underpants in a river? Yeah, I would never. Yeah. There's some great um, animation and stuff here too. Like, look at the 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 the, uh, the dusk setting. Like, it really you really think it's like six thirty, seven o'clock at night. It's, oh yeah, it sets the mood for sure. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dale's feebleness is also great too. There's many examples of that throughout the show. Oh, he's got no muscle at None. all. Yeah. Like he's just he's just basically a walking nicotine or a walking cigarette. And he scatters off. Dale's a pretty scumbag friend, too. Now, this does not... You know, this does not cover everything that he's done. The only reason they're in this position is because of Colin. Yeah. Welcome to Land of Opportunity, Hank. I love how it's a nine hours away, but they're just, like, magically back home, too. Yeah. The thing is, they have their ID. Yeah, that's right. They have to. I guess they paid it. Maybe you got their mail mailed back. Yeah. Or had to get new ones. That's true. There are a lot of scrummager presidents in the uh, in the like mid 1800s before Lincoln. Solid episode, solid episode overall. Yeah. Much different humor style than The Simpsons. There's some misdirects oh, and stuff. Oh, totally different. But it's more of a, like, just writing, like, just great writing and, and, and characters that get fleshed out here, right? I would agree, yeah. It just goes off, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it's another misdirect. Oh, it's, it's the, yeah, suspense, yeah. It's suspense where the... the, the the bomb that Bobby and Connie put in the the statue thing never explodes. So mm -hmm. nice little misdirect there. Nice nice visual there to get you on. Uh, so yeah, much different style of humor. On the surface, it's just another family cartoon, right? Yes, but it's, uh, just it's like not. Bob's Burger and la 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 la. Um, there's a ton of cartoons that are based on the family dynamic. Few are actually really really good. Um, King of the Hill is one of those really, really good ones. Uh, all the characters are, you know, not only do they look real, right? That's Which true. Which a lot of the cartoons, they go for a cartoonish look. Everyone looks like a real person, and they all have, like, real problems to a certain extent, right? It's a, it's a show, so it's going to stretch the 
the reality a little bit, but yeah, um, but you, you yeah. can identify with it a bit more, I guess, especially if you're an American, but uh, who happens to live in Texas. But yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that you can identify with. The people look real, and the storylines are real too. So it's a bit of a breath of fresh air. So kudos to Mike Judge for for going with that and uh, basically taking the Mister Anderson character from Beavis and Butthead and reshaping it into Hank Hill and just fleshing out the family and all the characters in the town. Fantastic show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad we did that. But now let's get to the meat of it. Let's get to our awards. Um, we are in – this is the true start of the golden age right here. This is like we've had, you know, seasons one oh, yeah. and two died. So seasons three, you know, four and beyond could live. And this is the true era of the golden age of The Simpsons, the beginning of it anyways. Look at like so many episodes that we ended up with in our our post-watch ratings that were better – than our nostalgic views like even right from the beginning with camp crusty we bumped it up i went with a 9.8 uh you went with a uh 9.7 homer the heretic um we we bumped almost a full point up um we had a our, a perfect 10 with trios of horror 3 and our guest warren arnold from jackbox even gave it an 11 because he enjoyed it um <laughs> so much uh man it was fun watching the episode with him it was yeah. yes and thank you yes he'll be he'll be joining us for another episode later in uh season in season five then we had marge versus the monorail another perfect 10 uh very close to a perfect 10 with last exit to springfield which we both gave uh, a 9.9 9. um very very close um even in uh in uh, selma's choice um we we gave a 9.6 you know, so many great memories there with the Homer sandwich and stuff. And then we ended up on the season, uh, I went with a 9.8, you went with a 9.4 for Krusty Gets Cancelled. So, so many fantastic episodes that are like solid A, almost A-plus legendary territory. Um, so let's just take a second, remember all the good stuff from season four, and think, okay, this is the golden age. Because sometimes you like you look back on it and you're like, oh, we didn't actually recognize yeah. we were there, but let's we're recognizing that. So let's get to the awards now, all right? Uh, our, our classic, the Mojo Award for Best One-Off Character. In Season 1, we both went with Shock. Uh, in Season 2, we both went Richie Sakai. Season 3, we differed. I went with Ronnie Beck, and you went with the Monkey's Paw. Um, so here are our, no- <laughs> our nominees for Season... Yeah, me sorry. <laughs> our nominees for Season 4, and this is going to be a tough one right off the bat. We have Lyle Landley from March vs. the Monorail, Mr. Black mm-hmm. from Camp Krusty, the guests on the People Who Look Like Things show in Homer's Triple yeah. Bypass, and Gabbo in Krusty Gets Cancelled. So four amazing, legendary mm. one-offs. Shane, I'm going to put the pressure on you. Who are you voting for in Season 4? Mr. Black. You're going Mr. Black? Yeah, just because uh, it's so funny to me. I don't know. It's just, if it wasn't so funny... Okay, it, it was mostly just between Mr. Black for me and then the guests on the People Who Look Like Things. Okay. And what puts it over the uh, top for Mr. Black? I was going back. Uh, Mr. Black is as funnier to me, so that's why I choose Mr. Black. Yeah. Um, I am also going with Mr. Black. and uh, Mr. Black. Yes. The reason why it's because of the four... I'm actually in the same boat. I thought I was going to be toward Lyle Landley when I was first putting this list together, and I was like, you know what? The character's really good. The song that they produce from it is, is great. Um, but overall... Uh, and, you know, Gabo's pretty good, too. But if you, like, what made me laugh the most was Mr. Black. He beat out the Pumpkinhead guy, which was great. But Mr. Black has some great lines, like the, uh, when he introduces Barney as Krusty, uh, and his, you know, uh, Mr. Black taping over the, uh, Krusty video at the beginning when he's showing them. Can we call you Uncle Blackie? No. And then, this is the fantastic line of, I was president of Euro Krusty Land until it blew up. The way that they deliver that line is is just yeah. fantastic. So there we go. Mr. Black joining the ranks of the legends and is our uh, our winner for um, season four of uh, best um, one-off characters. So congratulations, Mr. Black. Uh, a, a great one-off. Great yep. one-off. A somewhat new award anyways. Uh, one that we started in season three was best guest. And mm. we went with the, the baseball players who collectively appeared in uh, Homer at the Bat. Oh, yeah. Best. One of the great episodes. Yeah. So we have some really good guests here. Um, so, you know, a group again and then some one-off, uh, well, sort of one-off guests anyways. Uh, Leonard Nimoy in Marge versus the Monorail. Fantastic. 
uh, Barry White, who was very enthusiastic and did a great job in Whacking Day, and then all the guests that combine, like Bette Midler and Johnny Carson and whatnot, who are in Krusty yeah, Gets Crusty Canceled. Yeah, Krusty Gets Canceled, yeah. Um, is it my turn? Should I start off this one? Yeah, go for all it. All right, I'm going with Leonard Nimoy. Uh, I thought he oh, did yeah. a fantastic okay. job. He he just got it. He knew what they were going for. He he got that they, like the self-deprecating part of it. And then some of the lines, like the didn't-I line is just amazing. Absolutely. And then he just teleports away. Fantastic yeah. nonsense. Uh, Leonard Nimoy gets my, my vote. Who are you going with? Leonard Nimoy, that, that line is so quotable. I love it. But I'm going to go with the combined guess of Krusty Gets Cancelled. I know you you even gave that episode a higher ranking than me. I did. Um, but I think that they utilized those guest characters really, really well. Not as memorable to me as uh, all the baseball players, even though I didn't know who they all were. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just thought the way they used all the characters in Krusty Gets Cancelled was great. So I'm going to choose them. It, it's a tough pick. It was between Nimoy and the combined guests, but I think the the, the lines that they gave Nimoy and the way he the, his his performance overall puts it over the top for me. All right, now let's it's it's time for my buddy, my boy. <clears throat> let's take a minute here and just uh, uh, give our praise to our savior Jeff Dunham. He's been yeah, doing the same. I say it every year. Yeah. He's been in the same garbage for like 20 years, and people still pay to see him. So I don't know if he's like hypnotizes people. Maybe it's some sort of weird cult or something. Because he's not funny, mm. but he still he still gets paid. So our, our Jeff Dunham Award for Best Gag. Uh, we were unanimous in Season 1 and 2. We went with the Flying Rabbit from Call of the Simpsons and then the Ambulance Under the Tree and Bart the Daredevil. Yeah. Last year, or last season, I guess I should say, we differed. I went for uh, the mystery spot in Homer at the Bat mm. when Ozzy Smith falls into it. And you went with Mr. Burns' quote, the guy from Radio Shack thought I was mad, yeah, so, uh, which is very favorite. good. So yeah. we have, I was going through this. This might be the toughest one of all. Uh, so here are our nominees. Um, uh, Candy Apple Island from Trios of Horror 3 with the, the misdirect with that. Um, the Frogert, the whole conversation between Homer and the, the gypsy guy. Uh, we'll put you in the crooked home we saw in 60 Minutes when Homer threatens Grandpa. Uh, old Jewish man dancing to Old Grey Mare, which is just absolutely blew my mind oh as a my kid. Oh, gosh. Yep. Yeah. People who look like things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Barney and Nimoy. You didn't do anything, didn't I? Um Hitler's head floating by in the jar. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, Mole Man's only 31 years old, which we get in Duffless. Uh, best of Times, Blurst of Times. Uh, worker in Parasite. And Grandpa with his, you can call me Abraham Simpson. Grandpa, I just take off your underpants without taking off your pants. I don't know. Another yeah. joke that as a kid just absolutely blew my mind. What a lineup of gags. We didn't have that many. We had nowhere close to that many in the first three seasons. I don't know if we had that many combined in the first three That's seasons. so... All those are quality. Legends. So good. Legends, meme-worthy. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot first. What are you going with? This is really tough. Yeah, this is, this this is, is a real really tough, tough This is our toughest, I think, I've, yet of any yeah. category in any season. I feel like choosing any of them is like... It's like I'm killing the rest of them, but they're all pretty much worthy. They could win. Of winning. Yeah, yeah. it's just so good. Now, like the trios, uh, trios of horror, that's one of my favorite. Did I give that a 10? You I think did. I gave it a 10. Yes, we both did. Yeah, like this is one of the best episodes for me ever. Um, you know what? I, mm, this is really tough. And, you know, for those listening, wherever you're listening to us, uh, this has to be tough for you listening to. All those gags are so good if you only had to choose one that's tough you could debate for hours go, like you really could sure um they really knocked it out of the park with this season a lot of good gags uh i'm gonna go with old gray mare and i laughed so hard on that one so hard and i am also going with old gray mare i had a feeling we were going to be unanimous in that one I, I had a feeling we would when i, I i've said this when Encrusty gets canceled that blew my mind as a kid it's so out there, and you don't see it coming. Even even when you know it's coming to this day, when you're watching it, it's like, how did they come up with? How did they come up with that? It it, it boggles the mind. That's so brilliant. Um, and like I said, I still do it for my wife on a weekly basis because she loves it. So I like it's something that it sticks with me to this day. So I'll have to go with old gray mare. Congratulations, old Jewish man. Um, you have you have taken best gag. 
All right. It was really hard not to choose Froger for me. <sighs> that was tough. Yes. That was tough. That was a all of them are candidates, like you said. Um, oh yeah, they're all great. The Des Moines Iowa Award. Shout out to Des Moines. We're gonna get there one day. Live episode from Des Moines. The Des Moines Iowa Award for best episode. Uh, we the only time we've been unanimous was in season three. We both went Homer at the bat. Uh, in season one, I said Krusty gets busted. You said Call of the Simpsons. Season two, I said One Fish, Two Fish when Homer eats the fugu, and you said Bart the Daredevil. So our candidates, some legends here: uh, Camp Krusty, Trios of Horror Three, Marge versus the Monorail, Last Eggs to Springfield, The Front, and Krusty gets canceled. Um, Conan's impact very heavy in season four. It even lingers into mm-hmm. season five as well too. I have to go uh, with a. Conan themed episode here. I love Marge versus the Monorail. It, mm-hmm. uh, I think overall the, the the like we said, best gag is Old Grey Mare. But th- throughout the episode, not only is it a very well written episode, it's just funny from start to finish. Each act is great, and there are some great moments that like keep you guessing throughout the episode of what's going to happen. Some great misdirects. Uh, Marge versus the Monorail gets my vote. What are you going with? Uh, same, you know, it's uh, those are all great episodes, but Marge versus the Monorail is the strongest episode of the season. It's iconic. It is a perfect episode. Yeah, I am surprised. I thought with your love of you know the trios of horror series and stuff and how strong number three is, I really thought you were going to pick that. You know, both were a ten for me, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, right, I gave yeah, Monorail yeah, ten. Did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so it was really between both of them and yeah i do love that episode uh trails of horror but mars versus the monorail there's nothing like it there are other trails of horrors that are uh you know similar themed but mars versus the monorail is unique in my opinion it's like it's got everything it really yeah. is yeah that's a good way of describing it as unique and that that gets our, our best episode award for season four now flipping the page to the to the worst the popper award for the worst episode uh we both went some enchanted evening season one we both went with the stupid politically driven two cars in every garage in season two uh different in season three i said like father like clown you said mr lisa goes to washington very few to pick from there were only three that i could actually think of but there's a recurring theme in all of them all right season four candidates streetcar named marge marge gets a job Margin chains. Little bit of a yeah. theme going on there that yeah. probably gives you a hint at who we're gonna pick for least valuable character. Uh, what was your least yeah. favorite here? Uh, you know what? I think Marge gets a job was the weakest. Um, I didn't pick Streetcar Named Marge because I think they're you know that that song, the is New Orleans really cool. song. Um, yeah. Um, and the kind of the history for behind that and it getting pulled off the air, um, was. It's, it makes the episode, uh, maybe it's not a great episode, but it kind of makes it interesting. Um, but yeah, Marge Gets a Job was just it was very flat for me. Not to say Marge and Chains was that much better. No, it uh, wasn't. No. But uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to have Marge as a lead until she becomes a cop. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with Marge and Chains as well. Or sorry, not as well, but I'm going to go with Marge and Chains because I felt that the even though it has a very strong first act, the last two are terrible. Streetcar, you're right. There's some little interesting, and the Maggie side story is kind of neat. So I'm going to have to go with Marge and Chains just because it's the only episode of the entire season where you could pick two acts, two like two-thirds of it are not great, and it had us kind of bored throughout. So uh, that gets the, the Popper Award for Worst Episode for me. Uh, let's go with the Helen Lovejoy Award for Least Valuable Character. Season 1, I picked Marge. You took Mr. Burns. We both took Ringo mm-hmm. Starr in Season 2. Uh... We both took Marge in season three, so a <laughs> mm-hmm. little bit of a recurring yeah. theme here. So who gets it again? Uh, oh, again, uh, Freudian slip. Who gets it in season yeah. four? Marge, Flanders, Mister Burns, or Mo? Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I can see why Mo's on there. Sure, he really isn't um, prominent at all in season four. That's that's why I put him in there. Like he doesn't bring any value. He's barely featured mm-hmm. in any episode. You know what? My initial gut was to choose Marge. But, you know, she did have quite a few episodes this season that, although fell pretty flat, at least she was there. Uh, depends on how you look at it. Least valuable. Mm. I looked at it as, like, what did they, like, what they, that they brought to the table. So my, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's Marge. And the reason being, we just named our candidates for the three worst episodes of the season. And they were all Marge. And 
the fact that she doesn't have a line in Krusty Gets Cancelled and you don't even notice. I did not notice until <laughs> doing research for that episode. Yeah. So you literally have a main character from the family who has so little value that you didn't notice that she didn't have a line in that episode. It's it's It has to be Marge for me. Who are you going with? You know what? Yeah. Marge, this season is wasn't it wasn't a good season for Marge. They tried. They really did. They tried to flush out a character. It just wasn't that interesting. No, it really wasn't. So Marge takes it back-to-back years unanimous. Let's see if she can go for a three-peat uh, in season five. I hope not, because I like Marge, but really she doesn't bring a lot to the table, especially here in season four. And now the grand yeah. finale, the MVC, Most Valuable Character, the Hans Moleman Award. We both went with Homer in season one. We both went with Bart in season two. We both went with the combined guests of season three. This one, I went a little bit outside the box because I thought these characters really brought value. They might not have been... They're secondary characters, but I thought they had some real value for when they were there. Like, their screen time was was just fantastic. So my nominations are Grandpa, Krusty, Troy McClure, and Old Jewish Man. Who you got? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Troy McClure because every time he's on screen, he just brings... Like, you, you almost feel like the episode has been saved when you're like, oh, Troy McClure's in that's this. That's a good point. Like, it's, that's a, right? Yeah, that's a good so point. So, for me, that's the most valuable. You can literally stick a segment of Troy McClure in a, in a bad episode and bring it up like a point, like a full point, just because there's a segment with Troy McClure. Yeah. I, mine were between Grandpa and Old Jewish Man. Old Jewish Man has two of the best moments in the history of the show with in this season alone with the old gray mare and... The, hey, can your grandpa do this? And the, hey, oh, like that's, I don't know how they came up with that. It's just amazing. But my vote has to go to grandpa. Um, I think this is the, like, this is where they really show off how senile he is. And he has some of the most fantastic, like the whole, the underpants thing. Like he might not have the best, but he has the best quantity of great moments in the season. Like the crooked house. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the underpants. The tying the onion on the belt story in Last Exit to Springfield. <laughs> yeah, he actually gets better. He does. Yeah. yeah, he gets so much better as the season goes on. And, you know, even little things like in Itching Scratchy the movie when, you know, Homer says, oh, you broke Grandpa's teeth, now he gets to break yours. And the, oh, this is going to be sweet. Like, the, the the complete insanity that's running through Grandpa's brain. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, so he gets my... Um, he gets my award for most valuable, and you go with Troy McClure. So kudos, kudos indeed to them. I'm talking as if they're real people, like they can actually they're going to be listening to this. But of course, it's absolutely well. Sense. These characters have been with us for you know the better half of over 20 years, really. Realistically, uh, yeah. Well, maybe yeah, yeah maybe not. Yeah, I, I you could say Troy's a little bit different circumstance based on Phil Hartman, but yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. They are kind of a part of... A part of us all. An, a part of us all. Yeah, a part of us all. A part of us a part all. Of us all. Um, yeah, I'm sure other people listening kind of feel that way when we talk about these fictional characters. Uh, yeah, they definitely have had an impact on our lives one way or another, even if it's just for laughs. You know? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, that wraps up season four. I hope you had as much fun listening as we have had watching and and uh, and going over season four. It definitely lives up to the hype. Uh, our nostalgia for the most part, was right or even slightly underrating these episodes. So we'll see if the same thing happens for season five because it starts off with a hell of a an opener in Homer's Barbershop Quartet, which kind of parodies the rise uh, of the Beatles and is really the point where you can pinpoint the Simpsons' like storyline and, uh, you know, canon and be like, okay, this makes no sense, but you can't take it that seriously because if you do, then you're just not going to have fun because the storyline really, really in the grand scheme of things in the history of the show the characters doesn't make sense, but it's still a great episode. So we'll get to that, um, Shane. But before we, we send us off with Boomhauer's voice message, uh, you got to do plug time. Yeah, what a great season this has been. And we're about to hit, you know, one of the best seasons ever up next, season five. And season five kicks off crazy, the first two episodes. Fantastic. So uh, we're glad that you're with us on the ride. And please, you know, talk with us if you want. Uh, Simpsons underscore EBE. That's our Twitter handle. And uh, that's where all the polls are and get interact with us and all that stuff. And we'd love to have you follow. Uh, and then on top of that, most of you are listening to us on Spotify. So if you could open up Spotify and rate us five stars, that'd be great. 
and then uh yeah if you could follow us on spotify too that really does help out the show and it's like a couple clicks so thank you for those who have already done that and uh hopefully if you're listening to us for the first time please do so um if you want to go the extra mile you can donate uh some money to the show because uh, we have to uh if this is your first time listening it's going to sound really confusing but uh our imaginary uh willy wonka sewering of uh Coconut's grandpa uh we want that dream to come true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh please donate uh click the link in the description called buy me a coffee and donate whatever you'd like yep uh yeah we we, we will make sure that becomes a reality at some point where you'll be able to you know pelt the coke nails ground i know that shane's right it sounds weird if this is the first why are you listening though if this is the first episode uh, on a season four recap that doesn't make any sense go back and listen to the other ones um but yes thank you for for listening uh hope you stick with us for the ride for season five it's going to be a fun one and shane Play us out with the magical, magical, legendary hillbilly that led to the creation of Boomhauer on King of the Hill. We'll see you in Season 5. I've been calling y'all for better than a month, crying about y'all every time the Lunatunes come on. Y'all put Porky's butthole on. I figured last night, and the second cartoon come on, it was Porky's freaking old butthole. I said, surely y'all ain't gonna put the last two on Porky's freaking butthole. I... Now y'all gonna die if y'all don't put Porky's freaking butthole on the last day on cartoon like y'all did this morning. I've seen a day on crap a half million and a half times. I don't see what the heck y'all think these day on youngers are gonna sit there and watch Porky's day on butthole time after time after time after time, time and don't ever get tired of it like. And yesterday y'all, I got up at 7.30 in the morning and watched all day. And I don't think y'all was right on time with the old show all day gum day. I went to bed last night wanting, wanting to get, get one right. But y'all was wrong, still wrong. I don't see how I guess I'm going to have to call the FCC about shutting y'all's butt down. Y'all don't, I just don't want, y'all think the old three-year-old kid's going to buy, buy something, buy daggone armload of stuff cause y'all put them daggone commercials on jobbing them crap on and on and on it don't make crap if you was five minutes late this time you're gonna be five minutes late next time cause you're gonna job them freaking commercials on till till y'all get ready to quit y'all some reason y'all think you had a job eight or ten minutes of commercials on every daggone time y'all get through every time the show goes off something I don't know End of May.